0: Welcome back to the channel. I am joined today by none other than Dmitry Lipinski, of Roofing Insight. Dmitry, thanks for being here in your studio. Absolutely. So today's topic, I wanted to save a controversial topic for an interview with you because uh, why? Because I love that you have the courage to disrupt things in the industry. So funny enough, I think I share with you, I I filmed a video on that I was hesitant to put up about people not getting paid the next day you posted a video about commissions not being paid this was eight months ago i rewatched it this morning to prepare for this and in today's video i really want to get to the bottom of the deep pain that many sales reps experience in this industry by not being treated right from owners you and i hear the horror stories so let's say i'm a sales rep and i'm starting to question whether or not the company i've aligned myself with is the right fit What do you feel like is the number one red flag that a sales rep should be aware of that might say, maybe this isn't the right place to call home?
1: Sure. Um, If you're the sales rep, uh, I would say number one red flag would be not seeing production on point. Um, You know, you're in sales, someone else have to produce what you sell. Uh, I have so many guys coming to me and they would have business owners stalling them for 8 months, 9 months, 10 months. I'm like, what was happening in 8 months? Mm-hmm. Why jobs were not being built? So if you go to work and you sell and you don't see, like uh, for me, everything has to be produced as fast as it possible can be. So if you sold 100 jobs and you don't see the business owners hiring more crews, production managers, he's not investing in his business. Mm-hmm. Who do you think going to do the job? What's your cancellation rate is going to be? What's your collection rate is going to be? What's your rate of pissed customers going to be? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're in sales. It's all going to be backfiring and in you. And I don't understand the sales guys who kind of look at them almost like, okay, company runs here, I'm here. you part of the program. You're part of the team. And, you you, you know, you we we'll often say you are only as strong as your weakest link. Mm-hmm. So if that company is not production company, you're going to be... Week, you're gonna be, um, you, you, you're you gonna take that blame for that production team. So, you can be a superior, excellent sales guy, but if they absolutely suck at window jobs, <laughs> if you don't see, uh, listen, if you come to work and you see five people who work there and you don't see anyone who's actually have knowledge about the windows and you just sold the window job, what do you think gonna happen? Mm-hmm. Like, stop being delusional. You already know the answer deep inside. You don't want to answer it to yourself. So I see a lot of sales guys, they, they see the problems, but they they refuse. It's just just like marriage, just like everything else. If you see things that you will not settle, if they don't change, what are you waiting for? You're wasting mm. time, you're procrastinating. Instead of like going head on. And I, I, I study uh, Ponzi schemes. I love American Read Show and stuff yeah. like that. And if you read the stories, it's usually, I mean, yeah, someone can steal a million bucks, but people around them usually are aware if something is off.
0: Mm-hmm. They're just
1: not on alert. Be an alert.
0: Be an alert. That's, a, I mean, it's easier said than done for many. So I'll give you an example. This week I get an email from a guy. He says, should I switch companies? And I I really don't like being in this position because you and I both know from running, I mean, you were an owner, I ran a team. There's this person's side, this person's side, and then the truth. And he says to me, "Um, the owner I'm selling for won't give me a production date for a gutter install. He says, we'll get there when we get there. This has been three times that the sales rep has put his own neck on the line to serve a homeowner with integrity and the company didn't have anyone show up. And, and the, it, from what I gathered, it sounded like the owner was, was like bothered, like, why would you bother me with this gutter job, even though it's taking care of a customer? So that context, what do you feel like is the acceptable way for a sales rep to, to gauge whether or not how that customer is being treated or production being fulfilled upon is acceptable? Where's the line, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable?
1: Well, that scenario is not acceptable. <clears throat> what's your value proposition? You're giving them price, but you also give them... I mean, whether you're buying a car, whether you're buying TV or furniture, the delay, the lead time is always part of the buying process. Under what circumstances do you guys feel like you can tell your homeowner, I don't know when Mm -hmm. we're going to install it? I would never work for a company who don't know. Uh, I mean, when we're running our business, it's usually two, three, four weeks lead Mm -hmm. time. You know like you you should have on the board what's your lead time for the different trades mm-hmm. like if you go to my crm i will tell you that the you know, siding is two months out just because it takes one month to get the siding yeah so you should as a business you should give your homeowners value per position okay well, here's our prices here's our lead times and i don't care if it's eight months you still give them eight gotta months. gotta be honest yeah absolutely Th- that's a red line uh, right there. Like if, if, if the owners don't know, if if production manager or owner do not care when he's gonna do the job, yeah, t- tell him to call the homeowner and explain it to the homeowner that you don't know. I'm not making that call. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I'm not either. And that's hard, by the way. I mean, maybe you've experienced sales reps trying to sell, and when you can't believe in it and you're questioning the production, you're like, oh no, because it's that it's the reps' integrity on the line. So that being said, I hear from reps a lot they think that the grass might be greener, right? So I know that this isn't a real scenario, but you have to pick one. Pay or production that's handled appropriately and customers are taken care of. You're a sales rep, your livelihood depends on it. Which one's more important to you?
1: What do you, well, I, I don't think, uh, first of all, nobody's getting, getting paid <laughs> if production is not there. And, and here's the thing. Um, Many people go after promise, but you need to understand if production is not there, like you will not get it all. You mm-hmm. will get something. Uh, why do we have so many starve and starve? Like, how do you call it? Starve and uh, stock and starve?
0: Feast and famine? No, no, no. no. It's,
1: it's where they give you just a little bit enough.
0: Oh, gotcha. Keep uh, them starving basically to keep production y- yes, coming in. Yes, stock and yeah. starve.
1: So, why do you think so many companies like and I interview those guys Mm -hmm. you know selling 1.5 million getting paid 60k and then settling for another 10k it happens all the time so on paper it looks good yeah 50 50 split or this and this yeah they they promised you the mountains but at the end you getting paid as a used car salesman yeah with a triple amount of stress you took and then you're gonna quit so for me if production is not there, it cannot work. It's just, it will never work, mm-hmm. period. It's yeah. impossible.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a good answer. So deal breaker number one, production. What would be another red flag from a sales rep vantage point that where I'm at is not a good fit for me?
1: If the owner is not engaged or if he doesn't have good manager who's engaged. I see so many guys, like, What's happening in the roofing industry, we, we do have a lot of um, companies who have been around for years. Mm-hmm. I would say number one um, red flag in the storm restoration industry is, as cliche as it sounds, how many times did, did they have changed names? Because when someone's telling me that they've been in business for 18 years, but that LLC is eight months. Like I can't go to bed without asking. Like, can you please explain one more time? As a matter of fact, people that we called out on our channel, I, I remember we have this Shane guy from um, Colorado. He scammed a lot of guys, like over 100k. So he actually opened a telemarketing company, but he was claiming 18 years in business. And he was start. And, and I remember recording phone calls with him. I'm not a scam. I'm not a scam. Like we put him on a blast because mm-hmm. I at Today I can read people, like, and yeah. he, he was like, I've been in this industry for 18 years, where's your company? Yeah. What did you do for 18 years? So when someone's telling me they've been doing it for a decade or two decades, but their LLC is brand new, that's a red flag. But also, don't take their words at face value. See, uh, In this industry, we have so many people who are up and down, up and down. So oftentimes, you'll deal with a business owner, he might have done 20 million in 2017 after the storm, and he's selling you the dream, you know, we're a $25 million company. The reality is, last year, he might do only two. So the problem is, the business owners are all over the place mentally. They're not engaged, they, they, uh, like, and I see actually epidemic of those business owners, they kind of live in the past. They have that one good year and now it's their credibility. So when they talk to you, they only talk about that. They're, they don't talk about one star rating that they have everywhere. They don't talk about that they only have one employee today. So ask yourself who you go to work for and be honest with yourself, don't be delusional, because oftentimes we go to work for this celebrity who built $20 million before, but we don't realize he's not the same person anymore. There is such a, I mean, look at NBA players, one, there's a prime years and there's after like where I've met NBA players who work at Wells Fargo Bank, and trust me, I can freaking beat them in the game of basketball, probably will be very hard for me, but I can run circles around them. So sometimes those guys, they're, because they're really good at sales, if they want to, and those usually are the hardest and the, the most horrific stories that we hear, mm-hmm. is someone who kind of knew the game wants to get back in, and all they do just screw a whole bunch of people because it's not their prime. Their mental game is not there now. They, they're doing drugs, alcohol. Uh, it's a lifestyle. They do it for mm-hmm. the wrong reason. There is a reason they failed before, but they will never tell you. Yeah. And I, I see so many guys like that. And we we follow them thinking that we're going to be building $20 million company. Mm-hmm. They're in the fumes of their old glory, and we just we fall for that. Yeah.
0: And clearly, you and I both have a—we share it we are wired different. We have different approaches, but at the end of the day, we— We share a common value of protecting people and bringing honor and integrity to the people in this industry who are doing business the right way, who have families that are relying on them and taking care of customers. And with that light, I see a lot of sales reps that get burned and a lot of them it's their first year. They, they, they see online, what's possible and they get excited and they jump in and, and they get sold by an owner. What are some things like advice? What advice would you give to a new sales rep? to help sniff out the, the BS before it's too late in terms of honor, in terms of integrity, in terms of production, and in terms of actually getting paid what they were promised? How do you sniff it out? Because you said you could read people really well. What cues are you looking for?
1: <clears throat> Look what, what kind of people they are in, in business. I would stay away from spenders. Anyone who who, who likes to shine, uh, anybody who's trying to prove how much they're worth, like you know, gold chains if they're good. Like, I mean, you can look at Instagram accounts and you can see who's flashy. You don't want to work for flashy people in this business. This business is profitable, but it's not as profitable as people think. So, if person have to have Louis Vuitton bag, or if he has to have Rolex watch, and I'm not against Rolex watches, but if he runs four or five million dollar company and he lives one million dollar a year lifestyle, around, mm-hmm. you know, if he isn't both, because the thing is, math numbers don't lie, right? The best people in business, they're not flashy. Like, I meet 30, 40 million dollar business owners, mm-hmm. and I don't know what's in their garage. Like, it's not of my business. I don't, like, those are the best of the best, but they're conservative. You want to work for the conservative business owner who keeps, who puts money in a business, and you can see who does and who doesn't. So, yeah. if you go uh, work for a guy who has a Rolex but does not have an equipter, does not have one employee, it's all 10.99. So, ask yourself: Is he's invested? If all goes south, what this guy is gonna do? Like for mm-hmm. him, it's very clo- easy to close doors, move on. You know, for him to screw you, it's just like. Okay, unplug you from IQ links yeah. and you're done. So those are red flags, are they conservative uh, people, business people, do they invest in their business? Are they spenders? If they're spenders in the personal life, they will be spenders in the business life as well. And if they, if you work for a spender, trust me, he will be spending your money as well. And that's the biggest reason we have, you know, like two serve contracting here, $12 million company. We did a full story for our magazine. I interviewed nine people working for that company, not a single one of them made over 100K, but almost all of them made over a million bucks. So usually the story goes like, you know, 60K, you know, month and month of waiting. And you have a owner who likes to flash. He lives in California, nice luxury lifestyle. I'm pretty sure he's doing well for himself, but not his salespeople.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I hate hearing these stories. I had a guy reach out. I'm sure you've had this too. Uh, working uh, in Lake Charles, and he was owed over 100,000 by his company, and he said production was completely halted, customer complaints were coming in, they just didn't have cash flow to survive. Um, So how can a sales rep kind of gauge whether or not, because another, let's just tackle the elephant in the room, not getting paid. If you're not getting paid, get out, you need to. How, then that's the easy answer. We're gonna get to the more complex answers to how to do that while protecting yourself and collecting what you can. But before we get there, what indicators, or how if you were in the shoes today of interviewing a company, because so many sales reps think that they need to be interviewed. I always say interview the company. You know, you you have the right to ask questions. How do you gauge from an owner whether or not he or she is actually going to pay you?
1: Sure. Um, During the interview, during the signing of the agreement, I would ask questions like, Something that I can make them accountable later. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's the latest I can wait here for my commission-only check? And let's say they say two months. All right, write down. I would honestly write down those answers, turn around, sign it. And then don't drag it for too long. Don't drag it for eight months. After two months or approaching two months be um, proactive come to them hey remember during the interview you told me there's no way you're going to be waiting more than 2 months well it's been 3 months and i'm waiting for a $25,000 check i mean the worst case scenario you will be out of 2 months out of mm-hmm. your life that yeah. you spent for them and hopefully you got something for let's say you got 10 grand okay 5 grand a month it's not I mean, there's 90% of people out there who will never see five grand a year, right? So there's so many poor people in the world. So it's not bad. Like you, you gave someone two months of your life, you got 10 grand, not too bad. But w- if you let it go to eight months and they owe you 80 grand, shame on you. Yeah. Like you, you saw it coming to you, was hoping for whatever. So ma- make them accountable. And the advice I would give is, you know, I have five kids and it's lesson from the kids. The kid who is per, um, persistent, who all, you know, like kids, when they want something, they, you know, if, they, if kid wants to watch a movie or candy, he's going to be all over you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he, you know, kids will always get what they want if they're persistent enough. You'll just do it because you don't want to deal with them anymore. <laughs> In sales, the same thing. Business owner knows who is on his team, persistent, persuasive, and all over you. Like, I remember when we were uh, hiring crews back in the day, uh, in my general contractor years, we have drywall guys, like, I swear, you give him a check, like, less than 10 minutes, it's cashed. I mm-hmm. don't freaking know where they're cashing them, but, but, but you know, your rednecks leaving paycheck to paycheck, you give them a check, and immediately, like, wh- what the, m- my boss used to joke about it all the time. If you have people working for you like that who's always at your door, they they just have to get paid on Friday, your owner will know that this is your personality. You have kids, you have lifestyle, you whatever, like he can't mess with you because yeah. you're gonna be gonna if you show them like and a lot of sales guys do, if you show them that you kind of don't need it, like you then he's gonna treat you like that. And he's gonna give you minimum wage. It's like, if you show them that you need money and you always ask for it and you work your ass off and you make it clear, you make it clear, dude, I need a solid paycheck this week. I, I sold five jobs for you last week. I don't know why you're not producing it. You figure it out. But if you're not paying me this week, I will have to go look for another job because I have family to feed. Some of your other sales guys, they might not have this problem, I do. Guess what? That's that business owner have to go home and figure out, okay, how do I produce his jobs or I'm going to lose him. Mm-hmm. If business owner, you have a leverage early on. If you're a talented sales rep, you have leverage for the business owner to keep you and he, ha- he will have to keep paying you. Mm-hmm. But if he, uh, l- listen manipulators, the same goes with the relig- relationship between boys and girls. Guys who figure out girls, like, why do you think girls are dating jerks and assholes for a long period? Because guys learn, literally learn how to abuse and manipulate. Well, horrible bosses do the same thing. They learn how to manipulate, how to... They think in their mind, like, what he's going to do, where he's going to go. I got him. He has 50,000 commissions pending. He's not... No, if you're firm, if you're like a kid, persistent, coming like, give me, give me, give me, or I'm leaving. Again, many don't do it, and they wait for too long, and eight months in, you don't have leverage because you gave this asshole eight months of your time instead of two, and you think that now it's hard decision for you. After two months, it's not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So basically, don't get yourself, don't dig yourself into too a long?
1: Hole. Well, m- make sure the window of opportunity, it's like dating. Yeah. Early on, it's easier to dump girlfriend mm-hmm. or boyfriend. After you've been with someone one or two years, it's emotional meltdown for both of you.
0: You got lives that are meshed. Exactly. And on that note, I, I have my thoughts, which I'll share, but I'd love to hear your answer first. Sales reps that are listening, well, how is it acceptable to wait on commission? When should a commission check be paid?
1: In my company, any money that is received is due immediately. So if we're getting paid today, I don't care if it's down payment, final payment, progress payment, supplements. If company is getting paid, there is absolutely no reason why sales get, guy who brought the job should get cut from that. So if you bring me $20,000, like it's actually asking for trouble. You give mm-hmm. me 20000 and let's say I pay you 10% immediately or the next pay period, I should mm-hmm. give you $2,000 check. You yeah. can invoice me for that. If not, I'm running Ponzi scheme. I, yeah. I have nothing to pay and I'm just stacking money, probably paying for other jobs, yeah. that's a trouble.
0: Yeah. So would you agree that it's a red flag if that company doesn't have set protocols? I mean, and a sales rep should ask. 100%, 100%. We, we do things the same way. You turn a job in, as long as the, that job is turned in by Tuesday, you're paid Friday. Exactly. We paid weekly. And it was easy. It's like jobs in Tuesday by this time. Exactly. You're paid Friday. And it was just because otherwise when you have a lot of people, it's like, oh, last minute, it's Wednesday night. It's like we all have
1: lives no, too. We, we, so, we had it by Sunday. Yeah. So everything turned in Sunday because I want to know, like, I want my people to know you, you made me money. Mm-hmm. You deserve to get paid. Yeah. And first checks, you get the first initials and later I produce it. I don't need you, but you, hey, man, we just finished the job. Here's you. You don't have to remind yeah. me. I'll pay you. And my sales, I mean, we have, uh, that's the easiest money to pay. If I pay you eight grand, you have big smile on my face because you made me 80 grand.
0: Yeah, even even today, it's it's funny. When I I hear owners say this, you know, the good owners say, I love paying people. Mm -hmm. That's the right owner. I love writing checks because as it comes in, it goes out. It's not just a one way street. So red flag, if you're not, if it's not clear, there's no reason, in my opinion, whatsoever. Inexcusable. Unless you're rubbing to Peter to pay Paul and mm-hmm. unless
1: they're, you're running Ponzi scheme, yeah. that you don't want to touch this money because you need it for something else. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So how does a sales rep who's, who's neck deep in this, they've waited too long, they didn't want to believe that the company wasn't treating them right. They're, they're, they're like, oh man, I should go. Production's not right, money's not right. What is the best way for a sales rep to protect his or her interests and sever that relationship without leaving too much money on the table? (laughs) (coughs) Checking the watch Uh for this one. How much time do we have? I know.
1: (laughs) You have to be smart because a um, business owner definitely can strong arm you they, they have all the leverage mm-hmm. what i would do i would document i would excel spreadsheet every homeowner that i brought to the table and i would come to them i would print it out i would um, make them clear what my intentions are hey man look do you see these 28 jobs i brought them to you and yeah. i want to finish them and I want you to. I want to get paid. Like, unfortunately, I don't see my future in your company. I don't believe that you're gonna fix production fast enough, or whatever. Maybe cultures, but address what you don't like and why you don't believe in leadership, whatever. I'm gonna go my own way. I'm gonna go work somewhere else. But I know you're probably gonna try not to pay me. So I want you to know that this 28. Your best leverage is your homeowners. Mm-hmm. They are your homeowners. Like, I'm gonna help you to build these jobs. Like I wanna be the best representative for these homeowners. I wanna make sure you're gonna get paid. I wanna make sure nobody gonna give you better reviews. So let's not get messy in this because I will sue you, we'll go to small claims and I will go talk to this 28 people if you decide to shorting me. This yeah. is not a threat. This is business talk because I know what, you know, like I've seen maybe what you did to other people. That's not gonna fly with me. If you tell, like, listen, so many business owners, these screw sales guys and crews because they know they can get away with it. I mean, heck, you can come to Roofing Insights. Say, I'll I'll go to Roofing Insights and Dimitri will expose you. Like, I Mm -hmm. love doing like, if you make it public, if you make it big, they will pay because you have leverage. If you keep it quiet, you can't do it. It's just like home violence, you know. How many women suffer like violence because they don't want to talk to them? And abusers take that as like it's sickening but it's happening because they got away with it once exactly and now it's a shame and a lot of sales guys and people who got screwed they don't want to talk about it and they would rather move on what? don't move on listen it's a lot of money if you owe me five grand listen i i hear sales guys and crew leaders even business owners when we get screwed i don't know if it's pride i don't know what it is but we're like Okay, we're gonna move on. It's only five grand. Five grand. You know how many times I will take my family to cheaper hotel or cheaper resort because I don't have extra. Like I want to save one or two thousand dollars. And you telling me two, three grand, five grand, ten, twenty grand. It's you. You. You want to move on? That's stuff that you stealing from your family. That's something that you can, you know, buy a nicer thing for your kids. That that's st- something we usually. You know, robbing ourselves, we we don't want to go one more vacation because we want to save money. But then when someone is cheating us out of five mm-hmm. grand, we don't want to even talk about it. Yeah. So I'm telling you, you write down all your names. Those are your jobs. They're not company jobs, especially if you door not It's your asset. You brought it. And if you're not getting paid full price, expect, I mean, if you have a contract, if you don't have contracts, shame on you. You don't have yeah. leverage. So what I do? Here's a list of customers, here's the contract we signed. Mm-hmm. Are you going to honor it? Do, should I be worried and contact my lawyer and start going with small claims? Should I start thinking about leaning the property? Should I talk to every single customer? I have their phone numbers, I have their emails. I know you can disconnect me from your CRM, but I still will go after them. Yeah. And I will, I will make it as public as possible, as nasty as possible, because I did my job, I need to get paid. I will not be the one who will be screwed. If you give them that... Int- now, if you don't have that, and I, I have sales guys like that, they yeah. come in, they have no idea like, who the customers are. They They don't have numbers, mm-hmm. how much do they have? 50 to 100K, really? You can't figure out how much people owe you? Like In a in court, the person with the most paperwork w- wins bring the paperwork show yeah. me okay here's the job here's the supplements I know and if you don't know shame on you yeah you, you don't know your trade you don't deserve you deserve settlement maybe it's 50 cents on the dollars maybe it's 20 cents on the dollar I've hired people too when they claim 60 grand and I said well where just just because you coming up with a number I can yeah. actually do that in reverse if I'm a business owner I'm gonna come in and I'll do the same thing I'll say okay here's 21 jobs that you did yeah. here's the numbers argue with me yeah you can't Here's your check.
0: Yeah.
1: Document. Uh, Document everything.
0: Before going down the threatening route, do you think it makes sense to have a conversation to try to get, like, where should the escalation occur? Do we just have a conversation in hopes of getting paid and resolving it, or do you come to the table with with your full hand just, like, ready to play?
1: depends on the timing I mean if we're talking about eight months in I mean by the time you get so far behind it's clear for all parties that this is not healthy business it's yeah. frustrating like if people like what I would do I would take business owner like I know it sounds sketchy and stuff I would record the business owner like honestly if it gets to that point don't be afraid to go like maybe in the bar or just Ask for a meeting. Say, "Hey, man, I have great concern about what's happening in the company. You have not been building my jobs for six months. What's gonna record that conversation? Give him another thirty days. See what he's done, and then another week or two, three, four weeks comes by. Rehash it again. Hey, man, you promised me a month ago it's gonna get better. It's only getting worse. What are we gonna do about it? I think with the sales in the sales uh, world, it's never overnight Mm -hmm. because." everybody has a big pipelines, not only production, but also sales guys have, but it's, it's when you decide that you're not going to bring value to the business anymore, that's where you cut up. Like, do you want me to keep selling for you? I can keep going and going, but what's the point?
0: If you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly. Yeah. And it's important. I always teach that you need the right company, the right person, and the right strategy. You have all three, you're going to grow. You're with the wrong company. That's problem number one. You got to find the right company. So let's end on this note. We talked about the red flags, which correct me if I missed any on the summary, the two big ones, production and flashiness yeah. and not getting paid. Yeah. So, sp- excuse me, when I say flashiness, I, 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 I mean spenders, Spending, yeah. yeah. And I know, I do know of, of a couple of company owners that treat people right. They are a little more exuberant in their lifestyle. Uh, but I also know what you mean when they pull up in a brand new car, co- a brand new truck with a 10 inch lift kit on it and 37 inch tires and they're like, but I can't pay your check. It's like, but, th-
1: but, but your reputation will go in front right. of you. Like, yeah. you, you know, if you drive a Lambo, but no one around you, like in the company, like if you have 200 employees and everybody says like Friday checks are always there and mm-hmm. we have four weeks backlog, <laughs> that guy should have a private jet on top of that Lambo. right? It's a reputation thing. Yeah.
0: So what are some things that you would leave sales reps with as advice to be like, these are the things, the key things to spot or notice in the interview process when you're finding that company to to sell for, that would, that would tell you, this is a good place for me to call home.
1: Just look how invested they are. I think like, if I go to the business, I see immediately if they're fly by night, like, listen, if you go to the office, everything is temporary. Like if you don't like ask yourself how, Fast, they can close. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like, what's the leverage? Because you know, like, we recently went to Eustis. I mean, when you have fifty wrapped vehicles outside, you know, that's a story to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I want to be part of that organization. Yeah. And then if you go to the company who claims to do twenty-five million dollars in sales and they don't have one employee they have five office employees like listen they they can close overnight screw those 25 sales guys because everybody's 10.99 if you don't see investment and by investment i mean their relationship with the crews, even like Mm -hmm. do they do they even bring i'm not even asking like food or whatever like but uh, do they have t-shirts for their Mm crews? is there anything there's companies literally who would not put their logo or even yard signs. They yeah. don't want to be known. So ask yourself how invested that company is. Like, look at online presence. Look at, a, I mean, company with no reviews. Company with no presence. Like, what do they have? At the end of the day, it's super easy to fault. and that's the red right flag, uh, right flag number one. So if yeah. you if you go there, claims are there, but if picture does not match the description, run.
0: Yeah, very good advice. Mm-hmm very good advice Dimitri thank you for sharing sure great pleasure to have you on the channel today and uh, if you haven't already done it which if you're on YouTube you've seen Dimitri with Roofing Insights check out the channel subscribe if you like this video give it a thumbs up and Dimitri is there anything you'd like to close with to help salespeople succeed in this industry
1: there's a lot of sales coaches Adam is uh, one of them just be true to yourself there's you can learn from almost everyone but never forget who you are what drives you um, because I don't care what kind of mentor you have in your life, but if you're going to try to mimic that mentor, you probably will fail. You're, you're the only you, and you will do stuff differently. And that's a good thing. Recently, actually, uh, I have a pleasure. So I'm a big Write New Web guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I met a sales manager of the company who have been doing Write New Web, and he said that. They did not agree with the Web process and this one old guy in the company, he was like in his 60s, 70s, older sales guy, he said he did not agree with one of the steps and he decided to do it his way because it was not as pushy, it was just he did not feel it. His closing rate was 70%, the highest in that company and they said they love Web, they Mm love the process. But you can only be true to yourself. And I do stuff differently than my mentors telling me. Mm -hmm. Just be true to yourself if you have numbers to back it up.
0: Yeah, I love that. Thank you, Dimitri. Thanks for being here. Thank you.